coming live from Boston, USA, is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights and information or simply learning from them. And today we have Steve Markman, president and founder of Markman Speaker Management. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thank you, Ajay. Great to be here. Thank you, Steve. Thank you very much for your time. And we will come to the, you know, the, to the topic itself in a bit about if speaking opportunities, engagements are the most impactful weapon in the PR and thought leadership arsenal. But before that, uh, Steve, if you can tell about what you do at your company, what is Markman speaker management all about? So that, you know, just for our Indian audience and especially in many countries, it's, it's going live. So they would also know exactly in so that they can add perspective to what you are going to say. Yes, thank you. Uh, so I started uh, my company in 1994, 28 years ago, and I focus on something that is a bit different than other what they call speakers bureaus. Um, so I have a uh, niche business basically where I focus on getting speak engagements that are not paid, that are used by companies from small startups all the way up to 4,500 companies, I help them get speaking engagements at industry conferences, whether they're in person or uh, online as a virtual conference. And they are panel uh, uh, engagements, they are solo presentations, they're workshops, they're many different formats, but they all have one of goals they're either for marketing public relations business development and lead generation and thought leadership so my clients hire me for one of those four objects to meet one of those four and my clients are typically all industries i i don't specialize in any one particular industry i've done a lot of work in technology but also in consumer packaged goods uh, also in the legal sector for law firms and for cons many, many consulting firms. I also work with a lot of PR firms themselves because a lot of PR firms don't have the experience and knowledge to get speaking engagements. And so they hire me to help their clients get these speaking engagements. And I've worked with IBM and Subaru, Hitachi, Bank of America, PayPal, major companies like that as well as small startups and even solo practitioners who uh, are maybe experienced in the field and went out and started their own consulting business. And now they recognize the value of speaking. And so I get them into speaking engagements. And the process is basically to do everything um, for what they want to have done, which is identify the speaking opportunities, do a lot of research, then submit the speaker proposals. It's a process that you have to understand how to do it and um, see it through fruition. Um, about three years ago, I started a, a new service 
to help smaller companies and smaller businesses uh, that didn't necessarily have a budget to hire me for a year, which is typically my business model. And that is uh, ad custom advisories, it's called. The other services, executive visibility is speaking. So in the custom advisory service, what I do is I sit with somebody, like I might sit down with you on uh, a virtual half day Usually it's two hours one day and then two hours the next day, total of four hours. I sit down with a, an executive or with a public relations person who represents that uh, executive or a consultant who's running their own business. And I teach them all the processes, techniques, tricks of the trade and strategies of what I do. Uh, I'm basically teaching them my business, but that's because I want to help people so they can get speaking engagements for themselves if they don't have a budget to have me do what I call all the heavy lifting, if you know what I mean. So that's basically what I do. I've been doing this, as I said, for uh, almost 30 on before I started in this, uh, this side of the business. I headed up the conference divisions of Comdex, which was an international computer trade show, um, 2010, and I worked for the conference board in New York City where I'm originally from, and I helped uh, put together there uh, uh, internationally. And Mike's usually speak globally, so I have uh, the ability to reach out to conferences in, in India, other parts of Asia, um, South America, um, Latin America, Europe, etc. And there are so many conferences, as you know, Ajay, it's amazing how many conferences there are, uh, every conceivable topic. So if it exists, I can find it. Right. So, so much, so many great companies and so much, so many verticals in PR, branding, thought leadership and conferences and speaking and engagements, uh, so much of work and uh, Steve and how do you manage all these things and i'm sure do you you said india so do you do when was the last time you did some engagement in india so um i didn't have a client in india but i had a a um large consulting firm that was international and they were willing to get on a plane and speak anywhere uh, they were based in chicago us and they, I got them speaking engagements in uh, including Delhi all over the world. That was probably about 10 or 12 years ago. Uh, it was a, someone who had a specialty of business transformation um, for a big consulting firm. And uh, I was able to secure a speaking uh, engagement for, for that person in, um, at, at this big conference that, that was in uh, New Delhi. Yes. Right. Right, Steve. No? Coming to the topic of, uh, of today, you know, you have seen this industry growing. So earlier, my impression was that only top executives, after they are done from their, you know, from their work or if the president of the United States is over with his tenure, then he goes on taking speaking assignments and then, you know, book release and all that stuff. But now, if you, if I talk from my perspective, I see a lot of people who, are, who want to speak and market themselves do PR, branding, networking, thought leadership. And every a lot of people want to be thought leadership in whatever they do. How have you seen this 
this particular speaking engagement industry growing up? What has been your experience? Just want to understand your perspective and then we'll talk about if this is of the most you know trendy thing today. Yes, uh, that's a question, Ajay. So what, what I've seen over many years of, of doing this, so the thing that I want the audience to understand, and a lot of people don't um, because they're not that close to it, and they see, like you said, a president of the United States, he goes on a book tour, uh, makes $100,000 to speak, and then everybody says, oh, I have something good to say too. Why can't I get a hundred thousand? Okay, I'll settle for twenty thousand. So here's what I want to spend a couple of minutes talking about. And when I when I do my sessions, when I teach people, the first ten minutes is really understanding the state of the industry because it's uh, it's not common knowledge of how it really works. So let me spend a couple of minutes on that. There sure, are sure. Two... Take, your, take, take your time, Steve. Take your time. Sure. Very good. Thank you two sets of the industry there's the paid and the unpaid right so the, the paid speakers are people who are what they call themselves professional speakers and they didn't start out as being professional speakers but they have some kind of uh story to tell it could be that they're an ex-president of a country it could be that they are uh, an ex-Olympic athlete. Uh, it could be, you know, someone who was, the, you know, retired as the best cricket player in the history of India. And everybody wants to see that person. And people, companies and organizations are willing to pay to get to see that person come in to their association or their company and hear them talk. It could be somebody who is... Uh, a best-selling author uh, who has written three or four books uh, it could be, uh, you know, J.K. Rowling, who isn't a subject matter expert, but people want to hear the person who wrote the Harry Potter books. And so those people can spend a lot of money, like 30, 50, 75,000, 100,000. It's not unheard of. There are many speakers who are getting $50,000 to speak for 45 minute speech. It's like nice work if you can get it, right? It's really a, a terrific income for them. And that becomes, once they start on the speaker circuit, that becomes their profession, right? They, got, they, they want and they do receive most of their income from public speaking at associations and companies. Okay, then there's the other side, which is the side that I mostly work on. And by the way, I work on the paid side too. I do have a 70 speakers who are paid speakers who I work with uh, some associations who come to me and say, we, we need a name, uh, a recognizable name speaker. And I have many of those, but that's not my main business. My main business, which we're here to talk about for your audience is an AU speaking to get visibility for their business and for themselves and their brands without the need to get paid. And it's very simple. Most speaking engagements are not paid. So even if somebody says, you know, I should get paid for my expertise, 
the vast majority of speak engagements in the world, 99% are not paid. The ones that are paid, the 1% that are paid are typically keynote speakers. They're the speakers that a conference or an event feels is going to be a draw, an attraction to the attendees to want to pay money to come see that conference and especially that speaker. And so they have that um, keynote speaker and a budget that they set aside for that speaker. Everybody else, the experts like you, like me, like uh, an expert in uh, engineering or software, the CEO of a software company or a, a consultant who just started their own um, marketing consulting firm, they are not going to be paid. Um, they are going to be um, coming to speak and accepting an invitation or reaching out to the conference organizer and, and offering themselves to speak at no cost because they want the visibility for their business. And their business is not the business of speaking. Their business is the software or the consulting or the legal company, whatever they are doing for a living, whatever their mainstream revenue is, they want exposure for that. And they're not going to make a sales pitch. They're not going to talk about their products or their services, but they're going to talk about something of substance that the audience that they're targeting wants to hear. So it could be a marketing consultant that's going to talk about trends in social media, for example. They don't ever have to mention that they are um, the best social media company in the country or talk about what they do for clients, which you have allowed me to do here in a podcast because a podcast is a different type of situation. But if it's a, a formal speaking engagement where you're invited to speak at a conference or an event, whether it's virtual or it's uh, in person, unless the conference organizer gives permission to talk about your, your company or your service, it really has to be something that's not sales, something that's subjective, a how-to kind of a talk that will help the people in the audience in their own business run their own business more effectively. So that's the that's the difference. And and you know what? What I tell my clients is and why they come to me is because even though they're not getting income to speak, they are getting what I call future income. Because if someone in the audience likes what they have to say, and they, after the session or even before, they look them up on LinkedIn, they look them up on the web, and they can see what they're doing. They might say, you know, we need somebody like that to come into our company and talk about their products or their services. And so they could get a customer or a client very easily from talking to the right audience. So that's what I say. They, they eventually will get a client or a customer if they do enough public speaking, it's just not getting a check for the actual talk. They're getting it because they're growing their business through speaking. Right. Yes. Right. So that's, that's, we can say is the B2B part of, uh, of this business, the conferences and, you know, somewhere where there is a captive audience and they get those speakers who are either paid and mostly non-paid. But then Steve, at the same time, this, whole thing has come up is called the podcast industry or it also is the you know the the stepping stone for a lot of people 
who want to be thought leaders or who consider themselves to be thought leaders or they just think that they are thought leaders whether they are not we don't know and whether they don't but they just want to be there and in my case also i see a lot of requests so i do try to see whatever i can do but because there are a huge number of startups all over the world then solo yeah. entrepreneurs entrepreneurs small businesses in india you have got we have got so many small businesses now across the world after the covid the great resignation trend all these things where everybody is trying to market themselves and rightly so if they market themselves then people will certainly know about who they are they will be seen on linkedin their profiles will get a look at so this whole trend i see as a major you know revolution sort of a thing that have, that is that people want to talk it's like a creator economy everybody wants to become a creator and then whatever happens yes. as we go along that's it but even in terms of speakership uh, speaking engagements or speaker opportunities there is a huge number of people who are using this non paid route to perhaps one day reach to the paid route uh, that will happen yes, or not absolutely isn't it so how do you look at yes. this particular trend a lot of people are looking at it from a pr angle from a marketing angle from a branding perspective and i tell you see my understanding is that a lot of people a lot of people who are marketing those software or products are saying video is the future and these guys are using video and audio and perhaps text as establishing themselves as thought leaders it's over to you i would need a full understanding from you as you see it yes absolutely no you are 100% a day so what happened in the uh pandemic hit everything stopped in person as we all know and now they're gradually coming back but for since the um spring of 2020 when the pandemic um started in 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 full force um and everything well, basically virtual um there's been a huge increase as you know in the number of podcasts in the number of virtual uh events and webinars and people doing their own so i think you are 100% right um video is here to stay the virtual is here to stay and when um executives or entrepreneurs want video as an outlet um happen because especially on the podcast uh, one of the things that i started to do back 2 years ago when it started was to actually um add podcasts to my repertoire to my business offerings and so besides finding speaking engagements for my clients or helping them find it for themselves i also help them get booked into podcasts like yours um because this is uh, another extension of speaking uh plus unlike a lot of the speaking opportunities they have an opportunity to talk about their products and services uh not in a heavy-handed way but in a in a way will help people understand what they do in case they need their those services and putting it in the context of what the industry is uh all about and happening today. So I mean I think you're doing a great service uh as well as many other podcasts and give people a platform to um get exposure for their their businesses and and grow their businesses and 
become the thought leaders that, that they like to become. Um, and yes, it is also, as you say uh, correctly, a stepping stone oftentimes to paid engagements and not necessarily to be a paid keynoter, but if someone is a thought leader and uh, a, an SME, a subject matter expert, as it's called, uh, they may be thinking about writing a book and uh, maybe a couple of books, but they're not necessarily going to be best-selling. So be, if you don't have a best-selling book or an Amazon best-selling book, it's difficult to really get into the higher echelons of getting paid speaking engagements, but you can still get a couple thousand, three thousand to speak on a small association keynote. So getting um, enough speaking opportunities under your belt will do a couple things. It'll expose you to people in an audience that maybe have a budget and can bring you in to speak for their company or their association and give you uh, money to speak. Uh, or it'll also give you an opportunity to hone your craft because maybe you weren't such a great speaker. You started all these podcasts and a few speaking engagements here and there. And then you, because you could be a, a great thought leader, right? And be a genius in what you do, that doesn't mean you're going to be a good speaker and, and be articulate and, and express your messages clearly. And so practicing uh, sort of real time sometimes can be an advantage. Um, you should have some you know, coaching probably before that, if that's something that you want to be serious about. But it's an opportunity to, to get in front of the right people who uh, bring you in, whether it's paid or not paid. Um, and also to give you an opportunity to think about maybe a longer session. So uh, conferences won't necessarily pay for, uh, you know, they won't pay for a 45-minute talk, but they will pay for pre-conference or post-con workshop that's longer. Maybe it's a three-hour workshop that uh, a speaker wants to offer for attendees of that conference, and then they can get, a you know, a few hundred dollars a few thousand dollars in some small honorarium, but at least their their time is being covered uh, with some some income. But again, we're, the the public relations and thought leadership aspects of speaking are incredibly high, and I believe that in the greater scheme of things, when it's put into an integrated plan that includes writing articles and um, going to events and being able to uh, vote it in major publications, you know from your journalism background how important that is. It, it's all put together as pieces of a puzzle that make the, uh, the marketing and public relations aspects of speaking uh, really a powerful force. Yes, yes, Steve. And, and let me put it this way. Now, if you go to a party and you are bored in some corner, now, you only won't meet just an insurance agent. You'll also meet a creator, a podcaster, and perhaps also a speaker, an aspiring speaker or yes. a thought leader. But, but jokes, jokes That's apart, yeah, yeah, just jokes apart, how do you look at it now? You know, for, for people, let's look at it from two points of view. One is the established forums, the people who are doing serious business and they have that, as I said, put it in the B2B category, uh, you know, a captive audience uh, from their company or from their same uh, sort of uh, uh, industry, conferences and all where they try to talk yes. about uh, much more focused stuff. And then they try to network within their community from their industry. But then there is the outside 
community which is a huge uh, segment huge sector growing up which is the podcast and uh, so the biggest example is joe rogan now not not everybody can become that he is a different uh, name in himself and they they market him totally differently but i'm not talking also about the influencers because they do things very differently but people like me and there are hundreds of them who are talking about serious stuff so we don't have say too many followers but the engagement is much more higher and very very to the point on a certain intellectual level or to a certain focused level now this is i guess giving up or putting up a level playing field for people who have not been able to open up in or, or get inroads into the traditional media industry or or the industry where they actually would need a lot of time they would need a certain level to reach and then they will become important for them to cover them or to come to them to get their views now how do you look at this particular podcasting industry or you can say a different sort of whatever way you you know earlier podcast used to be just audio but now you see mostly it's moving towards video as like in my case i do it on video then i put it on podcast all the top podcasts of the world and then also it, it goes in in text and i'm looking at other ways if there are ways to you know put the word that people are taking so much of time to talk to me outside into the online uh, online world and obviously those online are uh, uh, consumption is by real people itself so how do you see this trend how do you see this happening and how do you see this uh, this particular tool getting used by your clients or you see the uh, in the in the uh, going future yeah i think podcast is definitely uh, a great um uh, me i think uh, medium i i really think that um podcasts are here to stay there are you know, literally thousands of them and it is a, a great opportunity for people to demonstrate their expertise in a particular subject uh be a thought leader and also tell people necessarily uh in a b2b business but in some other kind of business could be b2c it's an opportunity for them to demonstrate their expertise and at the same time a conference organizer um from an association or some other uh, association type uh, uh could be a small business association or it could be an association of uh some aspect of a, a town or a city uh that uh they have people who want to attend certain uh events and they're looking for an expert. So for example, um the there could be a podcast on uh, cooking and people want to learn how to cook. And so this uh someone uh who runs a um a cooking school in a in a in in New Delhi or some other city in the world might hear a podcast with that person as a guest and invite them to uh be on a virtual webinar or virtual event um where they're telling people individuals not necessarily businesses how to cook and that all came about because somebody saw them on a podcast so it's great for uh, a b2b it's great for you to see as a consumer uh it's great for you know people to just learn uh from a attendee standpoint a wide array of subjects um and at the same time be able to afford and allow speakers and experts 
to have another outlet that didn't exist until a few years ago in the way it is now. And you're right. It used to be all audio. I, I In the early days of my business, I did several uh, webinars, but they were all um, audio. And now to be able to have that face-to-face -face is um, certainly, uh, I think, a big benefit. Yeah. Yes, Steve. So just uh, tell me, uh, uh, Steve, that you've got lots of clients, you know, and PR agencies who take your services for their clients. Then yes. earlier, earlier on, clients used to, especially for PR agencies, they used to tell them, listen, you try and get me you know, exposure in the press. It should be an article in print, which I see early morning. And I feel that my life is fulfilled. It's such a great article, you know, with a great headline. And they are happy yes. and they, they, they are willingly paying all the, you know, bills to the PR agency. If it's a TV engagement, great. They get to see their faces. The whole world knows about them. That was the general trend. Yes. Then came online. People knew that people are typing their names or their company or their brand or their product and trying to see. So people now say, okay, the article is in print, but it should also be online, you know, because it helps them track there. Because the newspaper is in the dustbin the next day, but the online part is existing. But this change of, you know, thought leadership, everybody trying to get opportunities to talk, even smaller clients. How do you see that? What is the demand from PR agencies as, uh, uh, as, they, as your client? What do they want? And where does this thought leadership uh, stand and, and this speakership business? How does it, how is it moving yes. together? Right. So um, public relations firms that hire me um, are asked by their clients to speak at conferences. It's typically uh, not always obvious that that is something that the PR company or agency should actually be suggesting to their client. I find that they don't do that uh, as often as they should. And they don't recognize always how important it should be out of the mix, as you said, with articles and, and quotes and so forth. And so oftentimes they do uh, wait until the client asks them if they can get them speaking. And I counsel the PR firms, and I've worked with some of the largest like Ogilvy and uh, Grayling in Europe and Portland and so forth. Uh, and so I advise them to tell their clients that they should be looking at getting speaking engagements as a great way to accomplish thought leadership. And then they really, the way I work with them is the same like I work with a company where the people who bring me in are usually the director of public relations or the chief marketing officer, depending on how big the company is and how they're structured. But it's someone typically in marketing or public relations. And if they are using a public relations firm, the PR firm, I work directly with them. And uh, the trend is definitely to do more speaking for more companies and more clients. They are recognizing the number of opportunities that exist for demonstrating thought leadership and for getting more business due to just simply being exposed to various um, target audiences. And I'll tell you that there are many more speaking opportunities today 
than they were in the past. I, I wrote an article that um, was uh, partially put in Forbes magazine last month um, with one of my quotes out speaking is actually more prolific now than it was even two years ago before the pandemic started. The reason being when the in-person conferences stop, what happened, Ajay, is that the number of webinars and online and virtual events doubled and tripled because no longer was there a good way to be in touch with, uh, if you're an association, there was no longer a direct um, contact with people because they weren't meeting in person. And so the only way for them to meet and serve their audiences and their constituents and their members was to do something virtually, was to do something online. And so all of a sudden, every month, there's another Zoom, there's another StreamYard, there's another meeting that is happening online where speakers are needed, right? So right. my clients started to do more speaking because they were invited or I helped them get into more speaking opportunities online because there were more of them. Every time they went on uh, an organization, hosted an event, they wanted a speaker. And so I think this is a really good time and a good opportunity for people who want to use speaking as a marketing and business development tool and thought leadership to get out there, develop a, a talk first. And there's all sorts of things that you need to do um, that, you know, if somebody wants to call me, I can walk them through. Uh, there's there's no, no problem with me how, doing that for someone uh, just to understand what they need. But I can tell you very briefly here that it's you have to have uh, a presentation description. You have to have two paragraphs that describe what you want to talk about. And you have to have a good bio uh, that talks about your background. You don't have to have a lot of speaking experience because if you're just starting out, you won't have a lot of speaking experience. But if you have a lot of experience as someone in your field uh, with work experience, then you can articulate that and propose yourself to a um, to a person who is uh, running a, a conference. So lots of opportunities uh, that, that are out there for sure. Yes, Steve. And you know, if you ask my personal understanding of the PR industry, you see if your client or a chairman or a CEO, he, he goes for an opinion piece and it's published, then people think, okay, somebody else has written it for him. And it got published through his, uh, through his media, uh, you know, communication. But, but, you go out in the sun and you talk yourself to the public, to your audience, target audience, or to the stakeholders, then that's you. You are talking. Nobody else can like you and we are talking. It's it's Steve Markman talking that's to me and nobody point. else behind you. Excellent point. Yes, and, and that is, see, I've been in journalism for very, very long and work with some of the top organizations and people. So my understanding is that you got to be yourself. People want to see this sort of leadership, whether in political leadership or anywhere. If the president of the United States reads out of a written statement, anybody can do it. You can do it. I can do it. Anybody can do it. But he walks off the stage without any piece of paper in his hand, without any prompts from behind. You talk to even five lines that brings out empathy. They understand you are a human being. 
like the guy you know on the road that's real connection and that is real marketing you yes. can put it any way you want and that is real thought leadership the way i understand it steve absolutely everything you said i totally agree with it uh it is something that um, adds credibility to somebody as uh, an expert for sure yes yes so i guess if people understand it early it's bet it's good otherwise what will happen is that the ceo will not be recognized and somebody who is just using this uh any sort of a uh, forum as a stop stepping stone he would be the darling of many hearts you know that's the way that's what interactions and real interactions are all about exactly i i, I totally agree with that yes yes so still my question is that not only does speaking engagements help you get that empathy and you know connection with people but it also makes you rise above the noise with so much of things do you agree with that how do you see that because that's what i read and i understand it yes um when someone um can add speaking to the mix of what they do um even if they haven't written a book if they have spoken and they can put that in their in their bio that they've spoken at this conference that conference and and those conferences are respected and and known uh it does help you rise above the noise even when you're going out and finding business you can say uh you know i spoke at the xyz conference in uh, in new delhi last week or in uh paris or whatever the case may be and people will be impressed with that and uh, they'll say oh you must be somebody who's an expert in that area and that will help you get your business and rise above the noise because everybody else is competing for that same uh business if you're trying to get um a contract from a company or get some sell them some of your goods or services or you're talking in the example i gave about you know cooking to just everyday people who want to learn about cooking you'll become that expert where people go to you and you start taking that expertise and using it on social media right you start going to uh social media and, and outlets getting known as an expert because it many of it stemmed from your first talk at a conference and then that talk leads to another talk and that talk leads to another talk and then you start listing those talks in your bio that you have spoken for all of these places and that someone who's an organizer looks at that and says okay a jay spoke there i think we want him to speak at our place because he's obviously an expert and they liked him they brought him in we should too so yeah uh, it's definitely something that has a multiplier effect in terms of uh exposure and and rising above the noise yes and if you if you go out and speak then that thing is real content and then that is where repurposing of content comes in you know that your team can then actually work on something that you said how can they keep on thinking about something that you never said and rack their brains uh, you know brains all through the day and come out with something for social media for authored article opinion pieces it's not possible ultimately right. you get to speak something in reality something has to happen there has to be some real talking points isn't it yes absolutely and you know you mentioned content and that is right content is king to 
coin a phrase that I didn't just make up. Uh, but it is something that is, you know, now part of in the marketing jargon world, content marketing, um, which always existed. But, you know, people didn't start using that word until about 20, 25 years ago uh, in, in a way that, that it, uh, it wasn't before. And that's what speaking is, right? Speaking is a type of content marketing because it is allowing you to demonstrate your knowledge of content and therefore get people to look at your, to look at your writings. And it also creates uh, material and content for white papers, for articles. So you could ha write an article and that can serve as content for a speech. You can do a speech and that can serve as content for an article. So they go hand in hand, they work together, they're synergistic, and it's an opportunity for uh, content uh, aspirations for sure. Yes, yes. For example, what we are talking is real content. And you know, I, I, it's going live, then I, I, I rework on this, I put, I put it on other places, even on Tumblr, then you know what people who, who can who, who would be interested in some such things then you put it on audio all podcasts of the world you know people want to listen to that in their in their own time then you use it for text you use it on medium you use it on Substack. you use it on linkedin articles you can use it on social media means i find it difficult i cannot do it myself humanly impossible but i wish i had that much of a team to put it i do it all myself but you see if you have as a company, you have the team, you can do wonders with real content. Even just by one talk at any place in time, the whole month, your content management system will crash, Steve. That's what I understand. Otherwise, it will be yes, always empty. Exactly. Right. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. It's yes. going to give you an opportunity to feed that pipeline. Yes. Yes. So coming to my last question, Steve, and the talk has been very, very you know, insightful. It's been a great learning for me, Steve. Now, I want to understand what has been your experience. How do you tell these people, uh, somebody who wants to be a speaker or are a speaker and are good speakers, but they still need to be reminded of some finer points. How to be a good speaker, how to make the best of any speaking engagement? What do you suggest or advise your clients? Well, the delivery is important. You have to be able to uh, speak well. You, you may be doing it for a bit of time, but you need to get your craft uh, honed and you want to speak better. Um, so what I advise people is to use a professional coach uh, or at least start taking classes. There are many of them online. Many of them are free even uh, or very small uh, money. Uh, to learn presentation skills from someone who right. uh, has done that for many years themselves, who knows how to teach it. So you can be a really great speaker, but you don't necessarily know how to teach the art of public speaking because that is a, a talent and it's, it's something that people ha have grown into or through experience have learned how to do that themselves. Uh, and so I suggest that someone take uh, a refresher course, if you will, or if you're just starting out, take a, a course in how to give presentation skills, 
And if you're really serious about doing a lot of speaking, uh, especially if you want to eventually become a paid speaker, then you probably should hire a speaking coach, which is different from what I do on helping people get these speaking engagements. But to really maximize those speaking engagements that I help them get, you want to ha have people come away with the feeling a really good and fell asleep in the audience. They delivered the, the, the uh, presentation in a, in a powerful way and in an interesting way. And so having sometimes a private coach, somebody who can work with you alone, uh, separately from a, a group that can tell you you need to stand here or you need to stand there or you need to look at the camera more is important. And one other thing that's really important that I don't want to leave off, which is that since uh, this movement toward everything and so much of being video, even the conferences that are in person, for uh, many, many of them, they're going to still be done as a hybrid, meaning they'll be done simultaneously as a video and in person. Those people who are doing it on the video are going to need to understand that it's not it is not the same as doing it in person. So you have to know how to look at the uh, camera on your computer because there's no one in the audience. Uh, you can't make eye contact. There are no eyes. So you have to know how to do that. Um, whether you used to use your hands, you don't use your hands anymore. Well, I'm using my hands now, but nobody sees them. So it's a whole different set of um, teachings and a whole different set of techniques online that you didn't need to have before. So that's important. And there are all kinds of online uh, courses that talk about giving presentations online. So that is what I would suggest to anyone who's starting out or wants improvement. Perfect. Perfect, Steve. Uh, I think we have covered a lot of this topic, but this is, is this is a growing field and there is so much still will always be left. But in case I have left out anything, uh, Steve, if you would like to put your closing, uh, you know, suggestions or anything that you can think of. No, I think it's uh, really wonderful. Uh, this has been great. Um, you've covered the waterfront, as they say. Um, and um, you're obviously very knowledgeable yourself. And I'm, I'm glad to have some insights uh, today. And uh, it, I, the only other thing I would say is if someone wants to contact me uh, with a question or two, if they uh, think of something afterwards, if they don't have a question now, uh, they can reach me by, by email or through, uh, through my website. Um, and we can uh, begin a dialogue. I'm, I'm happy to, to do that. Uh, uh, no cost to answer some, some questions or for me to take uh, 10 minutes to talk to somebody who wants to break into the field. I'm, I'm happy to do that. I like to give back to the community and, and would be uh, um, delighted to, to do that. And they can reach me through my, my website if you want to give that or to give my website and I can uh, have people reach me there. My email is there. My email is also on my LinkedIn uh, page as well. And they can reach me and connect with me there as well. Okay, Steve. In fact, I will put all these details or how, how they can reach you also in the YouTube description so that it is there for whenever people they want to reach you. So that is for Excellent. the public information and for the audience's information. Yes. Terrific. Thank you. This has been really wonderful. I appreciate your uh, inviting me and uh, I hope I was able to 
add a couple of nuggets of uh, wisdom that people maybe weren't sure about and uh, now are have confirmed or learned some some new things and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, your, your uh, having me here. Lots of wisdom, Steve. Lots and lots of wisdom. And on this note, Steve, it's a wrap on this very nice edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ajay.